Fuck it. I don't have an intro, so let's do some. <laughs> let's do some one of the gangsta shit real quick. Let's go. Welcome to Nobby, covering sports of all sorts. If there's any breaking news, you know we got the report. Our one and only goal is to make this your podcast resort. Get you your favorite team updates, both on and off of the court. Breaking down everything. NFL, NBA, MMA, not much a soccer fan, but might even cover Team USA. Is KD leaving Golden State? Is Jordan really the GOAT? Is LeBron comfortable in LA? Will he keep the team afloat? If GSP fights Khabib, will he fight him toe to toe? In the Wilder Fury rematch, who's always gonna go? We'll cover everything and anything you wanna know. Whatever it may be, we'll break it all down on a show. <laughs> Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Let's get into it. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Nabi Podcast. I am your host, Sani Nabi. <laughs> In case you was wondering where um, where the origins of the podcast name came from, that is where. That is it's my last name. <laughs> um, you know, I tried to be as clever as I possibly could, and that's what I came up with. Um, yeah, man, this is a very, very special episode, episode, very special episode because it is my very first episode. Um, I was on another podcast with a couple buddies of mine. Uh, unfortunately, some things didn't work out, so I decided to branch out, do my own thing, and here we are. Um, so I'm gonna get right into it, actually, because it's 6.05 p.m., and, uh, there's a big UFC card on tonight. Today is June 8th, 2019. Tonight's card is UFC 238, Henry Cajudo versus Marlon Moraes for the vacant Bantamweight Championship title. Um, the prelims start in about less than two hours, so, you know, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to talk, talk to death in the beginning of it, yeah, even though I'm a, you know, the whole thing is talking anyways, but, um, you know, I'm gonna go down the, go down the fight card, and usually I only break down the, uh, the main event, uh, the main card, sorry, but, because this card is so fucking stacked, I'm gonna break down two of the um, feature prelim fights along with it. So let's get into it. The main card, uh, main event is the five-round bantamweight title fight between Henry Cajudo, who is 14-2-0, versus Marlon Moraes, who is 25, 22-5-1. Uh, the co-main event is a five-round flyweight woman's title fight between Valentina Shevchenko, the Bullet, 16-3-0, versus Jessica I. Jessica Evil Eye, 14-6-0. The Coco main event is a big fight. I love this fucking fight. This is this is a fight for the fans right here, man. If you love fighting, this is for you. If you've never seen a UFC fight or MMA fight in general, watch this motherfucking fight because it will make you a fan. It is a lightweight bout between Donald Cowboy Cerrone, 36-1-0 and 1-0 contest. Versus Tony El Kakui Ferguson, 24-3-0. Fight is going to be fireworks, man. Check that shit out. Uh, after that, we got, uh, before that, sorry, is a bantamweight belt between Jimmy Rivera, 22-3-0. Versus Patarian, 12-1-0. That's going to be a good fight, too. It's going to be very high-paced. Uh, to open up the main card, is going to be a heavyweight belt between Tai Tuivasa, 8-1-0 versus Blagoy Ivanov, 17-2-0 with one no contest. On the prelims, we have a woman's strawweight bout, Tatiana Suarez, 7-0-0 versus Nina Ansaroff, 
10-5 no. And we got a bantamweight bout between Aljamain Sterling, 17-3-0, versus Pedro Munoz, 18-3-0, and one no contest. We also have a women's strawweight bout between Carolina Kowalkowicz versus uh, Alexa, uh, sorry, Alexa Grasso. Uh, Carolina is 12-4-0, Grasso is 10-2-0. And to open the prelims, it is a featherweight bout between Ricardo Lamas, who is 19-7-0, versus Calvin Qatar, who is 19-3-0. On the early prelims, we have a women's strawweight bout between Jan... Eh, I'm going to butcher this name. Xiaonan? Xiaonan? Sorry if I... I definitely butchered it, so sorry. She's 10-1-0. Uh, 1-0 no contest. And she's going against my homegirl, Angela Hill. 9-6-0. Oh. Uh, before that, we got a middleweight bout between Bevan Davis, 6-1-0, oh, versus mini... Uh, sorry, middleweight uh, Tyron Woodley. He looks just like him. Darren Stewart. He is 9-4-0 oh, with 1-0 no contest. Uh, and then we have, before that, we have a bantamweight bout between Eddie Wineland, who is 23-13-1, versus Grigory Popov, 13-3-0. Uh, and, oh. and to open the whole event is uh, in a flyweight bout, women's flyweight bout, Caitlin Chuk again, 11-2-0, uh, oh, versus Joanne Calderwood, who is 13-3-0. Um, this whole card is stacked, man, fucking... It's been a while since the card like this has been stacked from from top to bottom. I mean, if uh, if you follow MMA and uh, UFC like that, like that, like you're a hardcore fan, then you know even from the pre uh, the early prelims, this this card is fucking ridiculous. Um, so hey man, I advise everyone to check it out. It is it's like six fourteen right now. Uh, I think the early prelims already started, so I have about an hour and a half to um, to cover to cover the event. So um. Usually what I do is I break down the main card, but because this card is so stacked, I'm going to break down two of the feature prelim fights. Um, I'm going to talk about each fighter's last three fights, um, the results of them, and then I'm going to talk about three key factors, three keys to victory for each fighter. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, the first fight I'm going to break down is the prelim bantamweight bout between Angel uh, Aljamain Sterling versus Pedro Munoz. And we're going to start with Sterling's last three fights. He is on a three-fight win streak since the huge KO loss to Marlon Moraes. Um, he, he got knocked the fuck out in about 30 seconds, 36 seconds into the fight. Um, with a switch head kick. It wasn't even a head kick. He, it was supposed to be a head kick. That's what Marlon was going for. But he clipped him with his knee going for the fucking kick. Fucking insane. But um, yeah, his last three fights. One was uh, against Jimmy Rivera, who was also on this card. He won that fight by unanimous decision in February 2019. Before that, he fought Cody Stammen. And he won that by submission in round two. And that was in September 2018. And before that, he fought Brett Johns and he won by unanimous decision in April of 2018. Uh, when we go to Munoz, his last three fights, he's also on a three-fight win streak. Last fight was against Cody Garbrandt, won with a huge KO. Due to Cody throwing his game plan right out the window and got knocked the fuck out. Um, Munoz won that fight in round one of March 2019. Uh, before that, he fought uh, Brian Carraway. He won that by TKO in round one as well. And that was in November 2018. And before that, they both have a familiar opponent in Brett Johns. And Munoz beat him by unanimous decision in August 2018. 
Um, I love this fight, man. It's a it's a fun fight for the bantamweight division. Uh, for everyone who follows MMA, uh, you probably know that TJ Dillashaw, the former bantamweight champion, popped the steroids. Um, he he was doing EPO. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, I'm not gonna get too much into that. Um, I'm gonna go right into it. I'm gonna start with the three keys to victory for Aljamain Sterling. Number one, number one would be to use his six-inch reach advantage, man. He needs to keep Pedro on the outside with jabs all day. He needs to mix in the ridiculous amount of kicks that he usually does to keep him away. And he need, because of the size difference, he needs to use body kicks, like front body kicks. That would be great. Number two would be to use his wrestling to distur- uh, disrupt his striking. He's Munoz is on a two-fight KO streak, so he might be looking for another one, especially after the trash talking in the face-off, you know. Um, if, you can, if you can get him down, keep him down. Stress him out. And, uh, you know, I mean, if an opening presents itself, go for the submission because Sterling is very, very good and very sneaky with his submissions. Uh, the number three and final key uh, to victory for Sterling would be do not get into a brawl. Fight smart. Don't do what Cody Garbrandt did. Munoz clearly has one punch KO power. And, I mean, Sterling does not. I mean, he, Sterling does have two TKO early victories in his career, but... None in the UFC, so I mean, in, in that aspect, he's unproven. At, you know, what I mean, at, to me at least, when it comes to the one punch KO power. Um, the three keys for Munoz, Pedro Munoz. Uh, number one would be look to get a hold of a leg when Sterling throws those kicks, man. Because every fight Sterling's in, he throws like 300 kicks a fight. So if you can look to grab one of those and get that takedown, get that fucking takedown and rush hard, man. Uh, number two would be surprising with feints going into the takedown. There's there's no need to strike with a longer fighter that knows how to use a jab like Sterling does, you know. Um, but, I mean, when you go for the takedowns, you cannot do it with a sloppy attempt because of um, Sterling's reach. His uh, long limbs, he is very sneaky. You go in for a sloppy takedown, he could lock up a uh, guillotine out of nowhere or, you know, I mean, anything, anything like that. You go for a sloppy takedown, he'll reverse it, get you back. That's it. Um, Munoz, uh, no, sorry. Uh, Sterling's 9 out of 18 wins are by submission. So if he does, if he does want to do that whole grappling shit, man, I mean, be careful. Be careful, man. I, I, I would rather say keep it standing. But, I mean, if, if he wants to win this fight, it has to be game plan, and you, you can't keep it standing with someone like Sterling that'll just pop you with jabs and keep you at bay with kicks all day. Um, but my final pick for that fight will be Sterling by unanimous uh, unanimous decision or submission. Um, I think he's just going to keep him at bay, and that's it. I think he's going to really, really frustrate him like he does a lot of his opponents, and I just I, I, I don't see him going in completely... Uh, you know, freeballing it and just fucking throwing, throwing fists with Munoz like that. Um, knowing Sterling, he's gonna throw a lot more kicks than he does punches. So I think he's gonna frustrate him all fight, get some takes down, uh, get some takedowns, keep him down, uh, majority of rounds, and win this fight pretty dominantly. But um, you know, if Pedro wins, man, shit, that'd be amazing, and I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he wins. It'll probably be by a knockout, but um, I, I don't see it happening. Alright, uh, the next fight I'm going to break down is the um, prelim feature women's fight in the strawweight weight division between Tatiana Suarez versus Nina Ansaroff. Suarez is on a, um, she's actually undefeated. She's she's 7-0 and um, she has not lost. She's also a Ultimate Fighter winner. Um, this is her first fight this year, so, you know, 
hasn't stayed extremely busy but um yeah we'll go we'll get right into it we'll talk about the last three fights uh Suarez's last three fights last one was against former scrawweight champion Carla Esparza uh, and she won that by TKO in round three in September 2018 before that she fought Alexa Grasso she won that by submission with a rear naked choke in round one in May 2018 before that she fought Vivian Pereira and she won that by unanimous decision in 2017 for Ansaroff's last three fights, she's on a four-fight win streak. She fought Claudia Gedelia, which is a very good step-up in competition for her. She won that by unanimous decision of December 2018. Before that, she fought Ronda Marcos, and she won that with unanimous decision uh, in July of 2018. And before that, she fought Angela Hill. She won that also by unanimous decision in November 2017. So both fighters are on a nice hot streak, but... um. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who I think is gonna win right away. We'll just go straight into the three keys to victory right away uh, The three keys to victory for Suarez that I got number one would be overpower Nina Push her up against the cage and beat her up and take her down period uh, you know Nina Nina's a good striker She has very good boxing and you don't get into a boxing match which goes into Key number two would be don't get into a striking match with Nina. She's a much better boxer Maybe trick her into thinking, uh, you know, you want to go and strike with her and get that takedown. Get close enough and get that takedown. Let her throw, let her throw a crazy hook and dive right underneath. Uh, number three, Nina's on a hot streak, so you can't sleep on her, and she's very, very, very confident right now. And uh, those of those of you who don't know, Nina is the um, fiance, I think now. I believe so. To the um, bantam, the female bantamweight champion. Uh, Amanda Nunes um, They train together every day They live together You know what I mean When you, when you train with the best You become one of the best You know in a sense So Nina's Nina's confidence is rising Every fight And she's on that Three fight win streak So and, I mean Of course Like the, the streak is not very Comparable To the To the Pressure That um, Tatiana Suarez um, Gives out But Let's see. I mean, Claudia Gadelia, she she's she's a decent pressure fighter, but uh, there's there's no, in my opinion, there's no woman in the strawweight division that pressures like um, Suarez. In my opinion, she is the female Khabib. So to finish the key to victory would be be the female Khabib. Be be exactly that. Take her down, stay on top, and maul her, maul the fuck out of her. Until the ref stops it, or Mauler until she gives out uh, an opening or a neck, a limb, get that submission. Um, for Ansaroff, number one key would be 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 very ready for the takedowns because they're gonna come. Suarez is fucking relentless, man. This there's no stopping her in my fucking opinion, honestly. Um, number two would be it's a lot easier said than done, but you know stop the takedowns and out pressure Suarez with stand up. Um, it's like I said, very, very, very easier said than done. But if you're gonna win, that's how you're gonna do it. Number three would be going back to the second key, out strike around the feet, but beat the body up as much as possible to slow down her relentlessness just a little bit. Um, and again, easier said than done. But my final pick for that fight is Tatiana Suarez by unanimous decision. Um, I I don't see any real threats that Nina possesses for her. Um, I think it'll be uh, you know a competitive fight in a sense 
until uh, Tati gets it going and the the pressure just starts and and that's it. And it's pretty much over from there. And that's that would that is the uh, feature prelim fight. So going right into the main card, we're starting off with a heavyweight bout between Taito Ivasa versus Blago Ivanov. Um, it's gonna be a weird, weird fight because Ty's a banger, Blagoy is not so much, he's more of a technical fighter, uh, if you follow Blagoy's career at all, um, and Sambo, he took out, the, um, the legend Fedor, which is an amazing accomplishment, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, Russian Sambo, fucking, he took out Fedor, Fedor just, like, he motherfucker threw motherfuckers out windows, <laughs> with his Russian Sambo for fucking generations, and Black Boy took him out, but, um, yeah, we're gonna get right into, the uh, last three fights for each fighter, to Ivasa's last three fights, last was against Junior Dos Santos, and he lost that by TKO in round two, that was in December 2018, and that was the first loss of his career there, uh, before that, he fought Andre Arvlowski, and he won that fight by unanimous decision, and that was in June of 2018, um, that fight was very controversial in my eyes, and all honesty, I thought Andre won, but, you know, it's, it's debatable, I guess, um, especially not by fucking unanimous decision, you know, it should have been a split, but, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a judge, uh, before that, he fought Cyril Askar, and he won that by TKO in round one, on uh, February 2018, uh, Blago Ivanov's last three fights, he fought Ben Rothwell, he won that by unanimous decision in March 2019, before that, he fought Junior Dos Santos, and he lost by uh, unanimous decision, and that was in July 2018, and he made his UFC debut, uh, and he was 16-1 going into that fight. Um, I mean, making your UFC debut against Junior Dos Santos, that's just fucking insane, but I mean, it shows it shows the level of um, talent he has, you know? Uh, before that, I uh, was in um, PFL, in the Professional Fight League. Uh, he fought Kayo Alencer. He won that by unanimous decision in uh, November 2017. In that fight, he defended the PFL Heavyweight Championship. Gonna get right into the three keys to victory. Starting with Tuivasa. Number one would be use the speed advantage. Ivanov is not slow, but he is definitely not faster than Tai. Um, when Tui, uh, when um, Blaganov throws one punch, Tai needs to fucking throw three or four to overwhelm him. Uh, number two would be use the height and reach advantage. Ivanov throws wild looping shots. So you gotta make him miss and get him tired. Throw counters and set up the KO, TKO off of his uh, short looping hooks. Number three would be um, Black, uh, Ivanov's wrestling credentials are legit. Like like I said earlier, he took out Fedor. So you, you can't fuck with his grappling. Avoid the takedown attempts with long striking to keep him away. Uh, now going into the three keys to victory for uh, Ivanov, number one would be go for the takedown right from the opening bell. Um, like I said, the wrestling difference is major in this fight, and if Ivanov goes in there fighting like a jackass, um, Tuivasa will probably knock him out. Number two uh, key to victory for Ivanov is uh, he's the shorter fighter. He's the shorter fighter um, by five inches, so he needs to push Ty up against the fence, pull the legs from underneath him, get that takedown, man. Exhaust him with top position, uh, with the um, top heavy, with, with the heavyweight, no pun intended, and all throughout the rounds. Make him carry your weight, tire him out. Number three, don't go strike for strike with Ty. Like I said, you go strike for strike, you're just going to end up throwing stupid, stupid looping hooks, and you're probably going to get fucking blasted and knocked the fuck out. Um, it won't end up good. You strike, if, I mean, if you do strike, mixing the takedown, not so long after. 
Uh, my final pick for that fight is Ivanov by unanimous decision. I think Ty's aggressiveness will be his downfall for this fight for easy takedowns. And um, as long as Ivanov fights smart and sticks to his game plan, he should have this. He should have this in the bag, in my opinion. But it is heavyweight, so anything can happen. Next fight up is a bantamweight bout between Jimmy Rivera versus Peter Yan. We're going to get into the last three fights, starting with Jimmy Rivera. His last three fights, one was against Aljamain Sterling. He lost that fight um, by unanimous decision, and this was in 2019 in February. Uh, actually, before I go on, I need to mention one of he went one of three in his last three fights, and winning before before the one of three, he was on a 20-fight winning streak straight wanted to throw that out there uh before he fought Aljamain and lost to him he fought John Dotson not not that entertaining of a fight I, even though I really thought it was gonna be he did win that fight by unanimous decision though and that was in September of 2018 uh before that he fought the uh champion uh the championship title challenger tonight uh Marlon Moraes and he lost to him by KO in round one in uh, 33 seconds actually um, that was in June 2018. That's right. I thought uh, I thought Aljamain lost to Marais in 33 seconds. It was Jimmy that lost to him in 33 seconds. Aljamain lost to Marais in little over a minute. Um, but yeah, this when uh, Jimmy fought Marais, he got knocked out in 33 seconds. Man, fucking Marlon's head kicks was so fast. But we'll get into that later on. Um, Paterian's last three fights. This kid's on a seven-fight win streak. Man, his last fight was against John Dodson. Uh, familiar opponent from uh, with uh, Jimmy. He won that fight by unanimous decision, and also was not that uh, not that entertaining of a fight. Honestly, I I, I love Dodson, but he he hasn't been um, he hasn't been himself his last couple fights. Um, yeah, Peter beat J uh, Dodson by unanimous decision in February 2019. Before that, he fought Douglas uh, Silva de Andrade. And he won that fight by TKO by Dr. Stoppage in round two. He beat the fuck out of him that fight, man. If uh, you have UFC Fight Pass, um, go back and watch that fight, man. That was, it was utter fucking domination. Like, this dude, Paterian, is, he's a special dude. Uh, that was a TKO victory by Dr. Stoppage in round two of December 2018. Before that, he fought um, a fighter named Jin Su Sun, and he... Won that fight by unanimous decision in September 2018. This was Sun's UFC debut on a few days notice. But this fight was fucking bananas. Uh, again, if you have Fight Pass, go and look at this fight. Uh, there was there was no real like uh, domination factor in this fight. But these motherfuckers were just going blow for blow, dude. And this kid's son is... Like a Terminator, man. He was getting blasted with fucking shots and just smiling, smiling, and laughing. And it was amazing. I love those types of fucking fighters who just completely has a great time in there, man. Um, son, I don't think he's fought since. He he better have caught a fucking uh, UFC contract after that fucking fight because that was fucking amazing. That fight got fight of the night as well. Um, yeah, I can't, I, honestly, I could go on for fucking forever talking about that fight. But, um... We're going to get right into three keys of victory, starting with Jimmy Rivera, number one. Uh, he has the strength advantage, so he has to use it. He will not outstrike Jan, I don't think, so he will need to grind it out with a boring style. It is what it is. You want that victory, grind it out. 
Number two, uh, he needs to pace himself. Don't gas out playing cat and mouse. Jimmy doesn't have the greatest of cardio unless he's straight up leading the whole fight. So, I mean, he needs to let Jan come to him and just pace himself, pick his shots. Number three, uh, make a count if and when he gets a hold of Jan and make a count with big slams. Slow him down by knocking the fucking wind out of him a couple of times because Jan is, he doesn't stop moving. He's the um, Dominique Cruz type of fighter. Not with the footwork, but just uh, moving. He never stops moving. Um, number three would be, oh no, no, that was number three actually. Oh no, no, no actually, more on number three. Slow him down with a couple slams. Um, Jan has one submission win, so expose his holes in that ground game if he has any. And Jimmy's uh, grappling is very good. Take him down, grind him out, and get that sub, man. Um, three keys to victory for Jan. Number one, Jan has the speed advantage. He's very quick in and out movement like I was talking about. So he needs to um, just throw the multiple strike combos, man. That's it. He needs to, he needs to overwhelm Jimmy. Um like Jimmy cannot see what's about to come pretty much he needs to just uh throw more than two punches at a time and you know what I mean even end with leg kicks on the uh, out, uh ending out of the combo so throw a one two three or one two four and with the leg kick coming right out of it um and Jan's the type to do that um number two going back to the first key in a way use the in and out movement don't stand right in front of Jimmy to let Jimmy get that takedown man Number three, Jimmy's overhand right, it, it becomes obvious over the fight as the fight goes on. Oh, sorry, fucking, my phone fucking vibrating, that was stupid. Uh, where was I? Yeah, Jimmy's overhand rights become obvious as the fight goes on, so just make him miss and make him pay with quick counters off of the weave going left. And make him miss all, uh, make him miss all night, gas him out. Um, my final pick, though, is Rivera by unanimous decision. I think this is a very big step up in competition for Jan, and I feel like this might be a little too much for him. But if Jan wins, we'll not be surprised whatsoever. He, he's a very special dude on the come up, and anything can happen there. Next fight. Oh, I can't wait to break this one down. The lightweight bout between Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus Tony Ferguson. And this might be a title eliminator. Um... Gosh, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps talking, just fucking thinking about this fight, man. What time is it? 6.35. All right, I got like an hour and a half until the prelim start. All right, let's get into it. We'll talk about the last three fights of each fighter. We'll start with Cerrone. His last three fights, he's on a three-fight win streak. Um, last fight was against Ally Aquinta. Uh, fight of the night, amazing fight. He won that by unanimous decision, and that was in May 2019, a little over a month ago. Um, before that, he fought Alexander Hernandez. Uh, that was his return to lightweight, and he won that by TKO. He was actually a big underdog, Cerrone was, and won me some money that night. Thank you, Cerrone. Uh, before that, once again, he was a big underdog for this fight. He fought Mike Perry, and this was in welterweight, and he won this fight in, uh, by submission in round one, and this was in November 2018. Amazing fight up until the finish, and <laughs> don't sleep on Cerrone, man, jeez. Uh, Alright, now, uh, Ferguson's last three fights, he hasn't been the um, the most uh, busy, I guess, um, but that's due to injuries. Um, he had a really, really bad uh, leg injury where his fucking muscle uh, tendons and shit was like literally off of the bone. He was ridiculous. He was, about to, he was supposed to fight Khabib for the fifth time, maybe, and he had to pull out uh, a day before the fight. 
So yeah, he hasn't been the busiest in that sense, but but he is on an 11 fight win streak dating back to 2013. Uh, his last three fights, starting with Anthony Pettis, he won that by TKO in round two for a corner stoppage. Anthony Pettis broke his um he broke his hand in between rounds. Yes, yes, he broke his hand in between rounds, and that was a doctor's uh, corner stoppage in round two, uh, October 2018, and that was a fight of the night. Uh, before that, he fought Kevin Lee, uh, won that by submission with a triangle choke. Um, Kevin Lee was actually winning that fight until uh, he took Ferguson down and slept down Ferguson's ground game for whatever fucking reason. Um, yeah, Tony won that fight by triangle choke in round three. Um, I mean, eh, you could cut Kevin some slack because he, he, he took that fight after having staph infection and was winning that fight up until that finish, so props to Kevin, but, um, yeah, Tony won that fight, uh, Tony also won the interim, interim, uh, lightweight title that night, uh, before that fight, he fought Rafael Dos Anjos, and he won by unanimous decision, uh, completely, completely, uh, blew Dos Anjos out in that fight, and made it look very, very easy, uh, won that fight by unanimous decision, and that was in November 2016. Now, we're gonna get into the three keys to victory for each fighter, starting with Cowboy Cerrone. Number one would be avoid Ferguson's forward pressure. Anytime Ferguson uh, moves forward, attack with leg kicks to the surgically repaired leg. Don't stay in front of Tony for too long, for very long periods of time, because Tony will box the fuck out of you. Uh, when it comes to the boxing of Tony, it's it's almost it's almost in the same sense as the Diaz brothers. He's he's amazing with boxing with his uh, with his reach. Um, number two, Ferguson gets sloppy. Um, his boxing is great, but his technique isn't great, if that makes sense. Um, so, uh, yeah, when he gets sloppy and it, it starts to block a lot of the punches with his fucking face, you have to make it a fucking brawl and land the cleaner shots to, um, to take advantage of Tony's sloppiness when he comes in. Number three, fuck takedowns. Again, make this a brawl, like I said. If you get Tony hurt, do not let him recover. This motherfucker is proven to come back harder, harder than fucking ever after being hurt. So if you fucking hurt him, you need to fucking finish him. In the Pettis fight, he got dropped and early in the second round, first or second round, he got dropped early and recovered and fucking made it look like he won that round in like a 10-8 a fashion. It was, it was fucking ridiculous. Like, he gets hurt, he gets better. So if you get him hurt, don't let him recover. You gotta finish that shit. Alright, the three keys to victory for Tony Ferguson. Number one, be yourself. Always come forward and throw an unusual amount of strikes around like he always does. Don't show too much respect. I know, you know, Cowboy is always the respect guy. He's always cool with everybody before the fight and whatnot. But you can't show much. You can't show too much respect to this Cowboy. This, this is a new Cowboy. Ever since... He became dad cowboy and had his kid. He has become a fucking killer. That's when he's been going on this three-fight win streak and just fucking beating the shit out of everybody. So, Cerrone don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Don't 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 show him no fucking respect. You know what I mean? You want to touch gloves? Fine. After you touch gloves, you gotta put that fucking mean face on and just fucking go. Uh, number two, be creative. Throw cowboy off with the unorthodox striking and stance switches, etc. Um, goes back to number one. He needs to be himself, which is with the unorthodox shit. Um, don't be surprised if Tony throws a couple Superman punches off of the cage and whatnot. He did that with Pettis. <laughs> Pettis did not see that coming. I was watching that fight with my friend, and I was like, man, 
uh, Tony's is so he fights so weird and unorthodox that I wouldn't even be surprised if Tony's the one throwing fucking punches off the cage and Pettis isn't, and that's exactly what happened. So um, don't be, don't be surprised if that happens again tonight. Uh, number three would be uh, beat the body up all fight with front kicks. Tony is very good with his front kicks. And Cowboy has shown in past fights that um, his body is a weakness. Um, I mean, he's he's been taking very, very, very nice shots to the body in his last couple fights and eating them and just fucking pushing forward. But it has shown that um, he can be stopped uh, with body shots. So Ferguson needs to uh, beat the body up with front kicks and box that body up. Slow him down and pick him apart. It's a three-round fight, so the volume, the volume could be very high. Um... But my final pick is probably gonna be a surprising one. Um, going with Cerrone. Um, I think he's. I think he's gonna win by TKO. Um, <laughs> I think Tony's gonna win this fight up until he gets caught with a head kick. Um, yeah. Uh, like I was saying, Tony gets sloppy, and I feel like that's that's gonna be his downfall. But regardless, I don't give a shit who wins this fight, man. I just. I'm gonna be at the edge of my seat once these motherfuckers start coming out the tunnel. Uh, I can't wait. I, I really can't fucking wait for this fucking fight. Um, usually when it's a big fight that I can't wait for, it usually ends up boring. But I, I don't think there's a fucking chance for this fight to end up like that. <laughs> um, Alright. Now the co-main event. It is a five-round women's flyweight title fight between Valentina the Bullet Shevchenko versus Jessica Evil Eye. Uh, we're going to go right into it. The last three fights... And we're going to start with Jessica Eyes' last three fights. She's on a three-fight win streak, which got her this chance to fight for the title. Her last fight was against Caitlin Chuk again, and she won that uh, by split decision in December 2018. Before that, she fought Jessica Rose Clark. She won that by unanimous decision in June 2018. And before that, she fought Kalindra Faria. Uh, she won that by split decision in January 2018, and that was her return to flyweight when the flyweight division opened up. Uh, Shevchenko's last three fights, uh, she fought the former strawweight woman champion Joanna Zetrachik, and she beat her by unanimous decision in December 2018, and that's where Shevchenko won the vacant flyweight title after, uh, what's her name, what's her name, what's her name? Oh, fucking A, it starts with an M, it's right on the fucking tip of my tongue. Fuck. Ah. I can't think of her fucking name, guys. Um, she was supposed to fight Valentina, but she pulled out of the fights fucking less than 24 hours before it was supposed to take place after the weigh-in and everything. Ah, oh, this is gonna fucking kill me. I don't want to look it up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, before uh, Joanna Jedrachek, Shevchenko beat Priscilla uh, Cachoeira, and she won that by submission and rear naked by, with a rear naked choke by, in round two of February 2018. She beat the complete, complete shit out of Priscilla um, before that submission, like very, very bad. Like that, the fight probably should have been stopped um, by with a TKO. But the the ref, I don't know who the, who the ref was there, but he did not do a very good job in that fight. Um, but yeah, yeah. She, Valentina won that fight with submission with a rear naked choke in round two in February 2018. Before that, this was a woman's bantamweight title fight against the now champion Amanda Nunes. And she lost that in split decision. And it was a very close fight. I um, I honestly thought Valentina won that fight. But it could have gone either way. Um, that fight was in September 2017. 
Now we're gonna go right into the three keys to victory. Uh, we're gonna start with Jessica I. Number one, don't get sucked into a striking contest. Um, Jessica really, really, really thinks her boxing is like insanely good and I, I don't really care how good she thinks it is. It's not really that good in my opinion. Um, but she needs to be the stronger and bigger fighter and uh, pressure her all fight. Don't let um, Valentina get strikes off, especially in giant big flurry combos. Uh, number two, uh, she, you will get outstruck on the feet, so you, you're going to have to take a couple shots to get in close and get a takedown, and when you get that takedown, you got to make them count. Uh, number three is if able to secure a takedown, stay on top as long as possible. Make this shit a drag-on boring fight, and the crowd is going to boo if you do that, but fuck what the crowd thinks, man. If you want to be a fucking champion, do what you got to do to become a fucking champion, and that's what you got to do to beat Valentina, uh, especially in this type of matchup. Uh, we're going to go into the three keys to victory for Valentina Shevchenko. Number one, use uh, use the striking. Use her amazing, overwhelming striking and overwhelm Jessica every time she strikes to get on the inside and stick and move. Um, Jessica's going to try to get on the inside all fight. And every time she does that, I see Valentina throw in two three-punch combos every time and circling away. Uh, number two, Jessica is very confident uh, going into the first rounds. Like, always confident. So you have to have a dominant first round and discourage her. And after that, from round one on, uh, just pick her apart. Completely pick her apart. Uh, number three, uh, Jessica's going to go for the takedowns all fight if she's smart. So keep the distance, stay on the outside, never get backed up against the cage. Uh, anytime she goes in, circle out. Like uh, going back to the other two, um, pop shots, one, two, uh, three punch combos, and circle out. Every time she comes in, counter three punch combos, circle out. Um... And my final pick for that fight is, of course, Valentina Shevchenko by TKO or unanimous decision. I think it's just going to be uh, just domination from the opening bell, honestly. I, um, I, I, I don't see Jessica winning this fight, honestly. Uh, anything can happen. Of course, it's MMA. This is fighting. But, um, yeah, Valentina something else. I think Valentina is going to be the 125-pound champ for a while. Um, yeah, so I think she's going to win that fight. Uh, no problem. No sweat. Now, the main event, the last fight of the night, it is a five-round bantamweight title fight for the vacant bantamweight title, sorry about that, uh, between Henry Cajudo, who is the now flyweight champion, he is moving up to, uh, he's moving up 10 pounds to fight Marlon Moraes, and uh, I don't want to get into it, but we'll, we'll talk about it again really quick, as you know, TJ Dillashaw he popped steroids, so he had to vacate the title. He was forced to vacate the title. Uh, I don't give a fuck how many times he says he voluntarily vacated. The, no, motherfucker, you you did it before you were fucking forced to do it, and you just try to make yourself look good, man. It's not cool. It's not cool, man. Um, all right, we're going to the last three fights, starting with Morais. He's on a four-fight win streak with three straight performance of the night bonuses. Uh, one of his last three fights, his last one was against Rafael Sunsau, which this was a rematch to uh, Marais' uh, UFC debut where he lost to a Sunsau in, uh, I believe, split decision? Split or unanimous decision. It, was, it wasn't was that great of a fight. Sunsau just uh, controlled the fight, took him down, and um, just kept control all fight, won that. Um, but yeah, in this rematch, Marais won this fight by submission after dropping him. And after he dropped him, he jumped on him and uh, 
locked in a guillotine, got the submission win in round one, and that was early this year in February. Before that, uh, he fought Jimmy Rivera, and he won that by KO in round one, and this was in 30, uh, 33 seconds into the fight, like we were talking about earlier. That was in June 2018. Before that, he fought Aljamain Sterling, and he also won that by KO in round one, and that was a minute and a half going into the fight. And that was in December 2017. Uh, Henry Cajudo's last three fights. Uh, number one is the last one was against TJ Dillashaw when Dillashaw moved down to fight Cajudo for the flyweight title. And Cajudo won that by TKO in round one in about 30 or 40 seconds. And that was in January 2019. Before that, he fought Demetrius Johnson and he won that by split decision in uh, August 2018 and he won the flyweight title in that fight um, that was also Mighty Mouse's last fight in the UFC before some astronomical ridiculous trade was done um, to get uh, Ben Askren in uh, I think that was just a cover up to get rid of Mighty Mouse but that's that's a talk for another day before that fight Kajudo fought Sergio Pettis and he won that by unanimous decision and that was in December 2017 uh we're going to get right into the three keys to victory. We're going to start with Marais. Number one, use the fast, fast leg kicks on Kajudo's lead leg. Kajudo has a uh, wide karate uh, type stance, kind of like um, like how McGregor fights. Uh, so to chew that front leg up and throw as fast as you fucking can. And this dude, Marais, trains with the likes of um, Edson Barboza. So, this dude's kicks are fast as fuck. This is exactly how he knocked out Jermaine Sterling and Jimmy Rivera. This dude's kicks are so fast, you can't even see him coming. So, make sure every leg kick you throw is fast as fuck. And make sure uh, you don't give Henry a chance to catch one of the legs and get a takedown. Number two would be the 3-inch reach advantage and the 3-inch height advantage. He's bigger fighter, period. Use the size mismatch. Um, throw head kicks all day, which has been a huge strength for Marlon, like I was talking about. So... Uh, being the bigger fighter when you throw head kicks you're not really throwing that high you know what I mean so that you'll be good number three Henry is insanely full of himself right now since beating TJ um don't don't let him build on that and control this fight from round one on you have to stop the takedowns and if you stop the takedowns it'll discourage him a little bit because as you know Henry is an Olympic gold medalist he he doesn't he won't let you forget it he will not let you forget it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you stop the takedowns, and I think he will have nothing else for you. Because I don't think he will beat him in the striking department. But in wrestling, he definitely can. So if you stop the wrestling, you can stop him. Uh, the three keys to victory for Kajudo. Number one, get out your fucking ass, man. Get your fucking head out your ass, dog. Stop believing in your own hype like that. History, proved, history has repeated itself where motherfuckers who believe they own hype like that gets humbled. And they get humbled fucking bad, man. So, fucking chill. Chill the fuck out, bruh. <laughs> uh, and chill with the trash talk, too. It's just like... Ugh, fucking Captain Cringe. Ay, this isn't the guy to fucking do that to. You know, fucking stick to your bread and butter and wrestle. Which is going into key number two. Go for takedowns. But when you go for takedowns, watch out for those counter kicks. Um, Aljamain Sterling was going in for a takedown. And that's when he got fucking caught. Uh... Marais threw a fucking head kick and he didn't even land with the shin so fucking fast that he didn't even get to extend his leg he clipped him with his fucking knee going in when he was going in for the takedown and knocked him fucking dead 
Aljamain was doing the fucking dab. You know what I mean? If you haven't seen the fucking video, go on YouTube and search that shit up. It was one of the most ridiculous knockouts I've ever seen. Uh, number three, for uh, number three key for Henry would be overwhelm Rice with his wrestling. You, you're an, you're an Olympic gold medalist with wrestling, so use it. You know what I mean? You're you you don't have that many KOs like that, and I don't see you KOing Marais. So don't think you're gonna do what you did to fucking TJ. You're gonna do it to Marais. Don't don't think that, because <laughs> matter of fact, go ahead, do that. Go ahead, do that. Let's see you get knocked the fuck out. My final pick for that fight is Marais by KO TKO. I think I think Marais is just gonna surprise Henry with his speed. Um, he. He surprises everybody with his speed, and I know Henry's the smaller fighter moving up, so a lot of people might think he'll be the faster fighter, and he might. I just think he's not, uh, and I don't think he's anticipating the level of speed that, um, that Marais is coming in with. So I think Marais is gonna just fucking catch him off guard with his speed, and just, just knock him the fuck out by round three or four, I wanna say, in later rounds. But, um... Yep, that is, that's it. That is my breakdown for the main card and a couple prelim fights. This is the first episode ever of Nabi Podcast. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for good things with this show. Let's hope, let's hope we can keep this going. Um, I got a lot of, I got a lot of expectations. So I got um, a lot of expectations, a lot of plans for this show. Hopefully it goes as planned. Uh, as the show goes on, I will have guests, I will have some local fighters, some local professional fighters, some in Bellator, some, Uf- uh, some UFC, some um, some professional boxers. So as the show goes on, the guests will come. So stay tuned, subscribe and follow me, man. Um, I'm going to strive to keep getting better and better and better. Uh, I'm going to keep getting better equipment, Just, uh, give you guys better quality. But I will always give you guys good content. That is the goal. And I'm uh, I'm going uh, to try to make it as entertaining as possible. And uh, try to make it as detailed as possible. But this was episode one. And whoever listened and stayed for the whole show, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you guys next time. Take care. Enjoy the fights tonight. It's going to be a very, very, very big and amazing card. Top to bottom. I'm going to end this here, and I'm going to go upstairs, and I am going to watch the rest of the prelims and relax a little bit. All right, guys, take, take care. care. This was Nabi Podcast, episode one. I'm your host, Sani Nabi. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.